am I scared because it's scary or I'm scared because I don't think I can do it? And more often than not, it's just because it's scary. And once I come to that realization, there's nothing to be scared about anymore. Welcome to Unspoken Bravery. I'm your host, Erin Milzinski, a multiple time Olympian. Skiing started as my first love and quickly became my greatest teacher. This podcast is meant to take a deep dive behind the capes of our everyday superheroes and find out what's under the brave spirits, the fearless feats, and the nerves of steel. It's normal to feel fear. Hardships lurk around every corner. And yet these roadblocks can be met with a challenger's mindset and turned into wonderful gifts. It's time to celebrate imperfections, to build bravery from setbacks, and to take our goals to the next level. So let's dive right in. We are on episode two, which means we're doing the dang thing. I'm in Solden, Austria, and on the other end of this Zoom conversation is my good friend and former teammate, Britt Phelan, and she's in Sassface, Switzerland. Welcome, Britt. Thank you. I want to give you a little introduction, but I like started writing this out and realized I could do a whole podcast talking about you, but a little bit, and then we'll get into it, is that Britt and I were teammates for seven years from 2008 to 2015. We kind of were in the trenches together. Britt was an alpine skier. That means slalom specialist, amazing results. And she went to the Sochi 2014 Olympics, placing 15. Bib 23, you were ranked in the top 30. You had top 10 results. And the next year you had two really bad injuries and it was really tough season and you made a switch to ski cross. And I think before you had even been in the sport for four years, you won an Olympic medal. You stood on the Olympic podium, which is so cool with your best friend, Kelsey Serwa. And um, so that makes you a two-time Olympian, an Olympic medalist. You race enduro bikes and you are a whitewater kayaker. But beyond that, you're just the kindest human and you are probably the most, I don't want to say talented because you're such a hard worker. You're the most naturally amazing athlete that I think I know. So thanks for joining us today. Oh, wow. It's my pleasure. And thanks for the amazing introduction. I feel so good about myself. <laughs> I want to start actually by saying thank you because I think, you know, but I never felt like I had a place in ski racing for three years leading into when we were teammates. I just, I love to ski, but I didn't feel like I had a home and being your teammate, you made me feel like skiing is where I was meant to be. And you let me be me. And so I think that I just, I really want to start by just saying, thank you for letting me be me because we were talking the other day and saying, who is an influential person in your life? Who is that person? And where would you be without them? And I know I wouldn't be here without you. And you're like one of those people in my life. So I just really wanted to say thank you. Oh, thanks, Aaron. I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, I was talking to one of my teammates actually the other day too, saying how, you know, we showed up at our first camp on the national team. And it was like day one, we like instantly became best friends. And we were just like writing songs and like, <laughs> 
straddling gates and just like going through that like flips yeah doing front flips and like yeah it was kind of like a it was such a crazy big step for us to go from you know being on the provincial team to the national team and yeah like you said it was kind of like we were being thrown in the trenches you know and it was like I think it would have been a hundred percent more difficult if we didn't have each other to kind of lean on and just try to figure it out together because we were like we were so lost and like kind of felt like we were like (laughs) a little out of our well very out of our comfort zone especially that first camp and that first summer too in Fernie it was just like all of a sudden you know we were going from being the best on the team and you know the strongest and all this stuff to like kind of bottom of the totem pole again I think yeah just having each other that made it that much more easier transition kind of thing and we were able to like laugh at each other and kind of figure it out together and yeah. if one of us was like too shy or scared to do something we'd like discuss the best way to kind of figure it out and then like <laughs> either you would go ask or I would go ask it was like okay t- today's your turn to sacrifice <laughs> yeah so, I yeah. remember yeah. <laughs> hitchhiking to our first world cup together that not many people have thing. that story <laughs> I know where were our coaches (laughs) yeah that was absolutely insane hitchhiking there and getting a ride with uh Veronika Zuzalova who I was like obsessed with I thought she was like the sickest slalom skier and I was like oh my god like we're in the airport and she's like right over there and you're like we should go ask her for a ride to go to ask in the world cup and I was like oh my god oh my god I can't do it and then you went and asked her she was like I think very taken aback like what are these jokers doing? Like they're really going to race a world cup. They don't even have a ride. <laughs> Seriously. They're like, do you have skis? Yeah. <laughs> With that, we were like abuse, fangirling. Like, we were. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely were. Yeah. But, so uh, I had to do an intro for my podcast. And one of the things I said on my intro was everyone feels fear. I would love for Brit to be my first guest. And then I was like, but does everyone feel fear? Because I was talking to one of our friends and they're like, okay, I think Brit's fear lives in a different universe. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. Like, I've never seen you afraid. I mean, you have this saying that if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. We're just very different people. Like at 15, we both started mountain biking. You're racing enduro mountain biking. And I'm still so terrified of biking. We're just such different people. And I just want to ask you about fear. Like, do you feel fear? And if you do, how do you deal with it? Or is it just something that, I don't know, what is fear to you? It's the greatest thing and also the worst thing. I think I absolutely love feeling nervous about stuff and like feeling, I mean, nerves to me is kind of fear because fear is all about the unknown, right? Like you're unsure of something. So, I mean, that's why we get nervous at a race because you're like, oh my God, this could happen. This could happen. And and you know all this all these negative things but also these positive things right you're like well what if i lose what if i lose what if i straddle a gate all this stuff but what if i win too and then that puts expectation and then there's the fear of like losing that kind of thing so yeah i think it's kind of like it's been probably one of my greatest traits but also something that like never allows me to be satisfied cuz like i crave that feeling right so inspecting a ski cross course for instance like when there's you know like a big jump that a lot of people are unsure of, or, or I'm unsure of, and I don't know exactly how to go about it and if I can do it properly. So I think that comes back to all the training we've done. And then I'll kind of, you know, have like a interior monologue as, okay, like, am I scared because it's scary? Or I'm scared because I don't think I can do it. 
And more often than not, it's just because it's scary. And once I come to that realization, there's nothing to be scared about anymore. So that's kind of how I go about, yeah, I'd say that's how I go about skiing. That's how I go about kayaking, biking. Every decision I make, it's kind of like, do I have the skill set? Do I have to take steps to make sure that I'm successful and executing whatever I have to do to, you know, be successful and not, not have a crash or, you know, get in over my head. And if the answer is yes, then yeah, the fear is like instantly gone kind of thing. Whoa. It's always, yeah, you're never a hundred percent sure. So you always have these, those butterflies, but if you're fairly confident that you've done your homework and you're not just sending it and hoping, okay, well, I hope this works out then. Yeah. Then I think there's no reason for fear, but I love that feeling of just like being nervous, like just being in the start gate of a race. Like there's so many unknowns. And I think it's, yeah, it's really a gift to have those nerves because being nervous just shows that you care, especially, you know, for us who we've worked our whole life since we were like, you know, even before we were like 10 years old or something towards this goal of being the best skiers in the world kind of thing. And if you didn't have those drastic, crazy nerves and like those, you know, I mean, you know, we, we all go through it, like those roller coasters of emotions all the time. I don't think it would be good because it would just mean like you're not hundred percent invested and you, and you don't care as much as you probably should. I mean, that's easy to say to you. Cause I know like we're on the same wavelength of, you know, we put our heart and soul into every single day and, and our training and, and what we want to achieve. And when it doesn't go well, it's like, you know, it's crazy even now, like, I mean, we've been on the national team for like 15 years now and it's still like, you know, you have a bad training day and it feels like the end of the world. And yeah, like we're older and we're able to cope with it a little better and be like, been in this situation many times, I can, you know, kind of get over it and onto the next training day and you can kind of just go back. Okay, this wasn't working then and I managed to pull through. So you can kind of rely on your experiences and what worked to get you kind of out of that. But yeah, I think it's, it's a pretty special thing to have, to be so emotionally attached to your results to your day, even, you know, if you straddle a gate, it's just because you put your heart and soul into everything. And when it doesn't go well, it's like, yeah, it's super hard. And I think both of our lives would have been, you know, a lot uh, easier to manage if we could kind of put that aside and, you know, move on to the next thing right away. But it's just not who we are. And different people process things differently. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's why we're still in the game. Because like, we just care so much, and we try so hard. And, maybe sometimes too much, but I'd rather try too hard than not enough. Yeah, no, I hear that. And I think like in trampoline, Rosie said this, like something similar, like asking your question, like, what is the fear? You know, is it a fear that's an actual fear of something going wrong or is it your body, you know, protecting you or is it an expectation of failure? Or I think it's really important to ask kind of what the fear is, you know, like, is it because I don't think I'm capable or is it because I don't know the outcome? Yeah. And it's scary not knowing the future, you know, I could fail or I could win or all these things, but we never know. And that's what sport is cool. But you're standing in the start and you're like, oh my gosh, like anything could happen right now. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so exciting about it too, right? It's all these things could happen. And then, yeah, you just have to rely on, you know, the years of work and commitment that you put into that moment. And, and yeah, it's tough because, you know, when you're at the top and everyone's trying to be the best, like, probably everyone has done all those things and made all those sacrifices too. Right. So it's like, who can kind of manage all, all that outside noise and just focus on what they have to do and be present in the moment. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's always another race too. So it's like, that's something I always think too, and it doesn't, doesn't go well or something. And, and yeah, I think we've both been pretty good at 
you know, picking out positive things from races that haven't gone well. And, and honestly, I think that's, you know, what's made us as successful and, you know, as still in it, if you will, to this point is just like being able to take those little wins and, and add them up. And yeah, it's pretty cool that we're able to do what we do and, and have to constantly be learning and reminding and relearning all these things that, you know, like seem like common sense, but it, that's what's so cool about skiing. It's like, you're, you'll never be a master of skiing. You're never going to master skiing. It's always evolving and you can never get comfortable with where you are and how you're doing. Cause every year it changes so much and you have to stay, stay ahead of that curve. Really. I've been frustrated in the past when I keep relearning the same thing over and over. And I think slowly I get better at dealing with it, but I think you're right. Skiing kind of keeps us on top of that. But that's another thing I was wondering, because you said, you know, sometimes it feels like the end of the world after a bad training, but I've seen you have so much confidence. You left a sport you've done your whole life for a new sport that you loved that was intriguing, but that's like, that's takes a lot of confidence and to start enduro biking in your middle twenties, I guess. After only biking for, you know, 10 years takes a lot of courage, but then also I know when we were together and I think we talked about ski cross that, you know, sometimes in training, I find that you're very strategic in training that, you know, you weren't always the fastest in training and, you know, maybe that's not where you lay it on the line. Still the case. (laughs) So maybe you're not the fastest in training for me. People look at my training and they're like, this is how she's going to race for you. We look at your training and we don't know because you turn up so hard for races. You turn up, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, the dial is just there and the fire is there and you're such a racehorse. And it's kind of like the way you approach all things in life, switching sports or doing three sports or two Olympics and two sports. And where Mm -hmm. do you think that confidence comes from? Yeah. So, I mean, it still is always hard if I'm not the fastest in training, but I think for me, like I am very analytical when I see like different body positions or, or someone's doing something. And I mean, I was really lucky that, you know, we got to grow up together because like, you're like one of the greatest volume skiers. And I think I've told you this from like day one. And yeah, I think just being able to slow yourself down and like instill new patterns into your skiing. And I mean that you can't be going as hard as you want to go, right? When you're trying to change like a body pattern, that's kind of foreign to you. So I think in training, yeah, like there's, I, I mean, I've, you've read the power of one and it, you know, PKs, I, I think it. you, yeah, exactly. I think you gave me that book to start and his motto or his mantra or whatever was first with the head, then with the heart. And yeah, I've kind of always taken that yeah to heart really my, my whole athletic career and everything I do in life. If I'm trying to get better at something, you, you have to slow yourself down and you have to figure it out. And, and once you, you know, you're able to change that body pattern and then you know, you get to race season and all the work's been done, then it's easy. All you have to do is ski and kind of like let go. So yeah, at the same time, it's always, you know, like going into Levy in Finland for the first world cup. You know, I remember the coaches being like, yeah, so you're like three seconds off the pace and we don't know what to tell you anymore. Like you gotta, you know, we're racing first world cup tomorrow. And, and then I'd get in the start gate and I'd almost, you know, I'd be okay with, okay, I know I've done the prep, I've done the work, everything is you know where I want it to be and now all I have to do is push out of the start gate and get from first gate to last gate as quickly as possible and and yeah often it worked out and and yeah sometimes it definitely didn't either it's hard to make that switch from you know a training mindset into racing mindset so I have definitely struggled with that many times and I have off races all the time where I just like can't find that speed kind of thing but yeah it's just 
trusting that I'm going to put the work in and to the best of my abilities and, and kind of, you know, cross all those T's and dot all those I's. Then when I get to racing, it's just about letting go and enjoying it. Cause I mean, we, you know, our whole life, we work so hard for, for racing essentially. So once you get there, I think it's really important and still definitely hard for me to do it. I think hard for a lot of people to do, cause there is so many nerves and expectations and so many, you know, outside things to, to manage, but yeah, for the most part, I just try to like get in there and, and enjoy it and yeah, just let go and, and enjoy skiing really. I guess it's like the opposite of what they say in life. You know how they say like, enjoy the journey and like, for sure we enjoy the journey, but it's kind of like you work really hard every day of the journey and some days aren't that fun, but then it's almost like you enjoy not the destination or the result, but that moment when you stand in the start and you're like, I've done everything. There's nothing left to do now, but push out of the start and do the first four gates and link those to the next four gates or over some Wu-Tangs and some, I don't know, everything. Yeah. I need to learn everything, but. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm still learning every day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that like sense of learning every day too, that you talked about. And like, yeah, we can't master the sport, but we've been like amazing students of the sport. And it's kind of cool to think that how that will serve us outside of the sport as well, you know, like always constantly trying to learn and trying to be better and trying to evolve. Exactly. Yeah. I think it really applies to everything in life, you know, and it, you've got to just be willing to put yourself out there. And if you're, you go in it, that was like when I switched, you know, from Alpine to ski cross, it was, there was so many unknowns that I felt like, you know, been doing the same thing for so long and kind of knew how to go about everything. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, like a fish out of water, like no clue what to do. There's all these new terms, like you were just talking about that I had no idea. And, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot more to learn than I kind of expected. But yeah, just having gone through, you know, those years with you on the national team, you know, on the Devo team rather, and just being like so lost and having to figure it out kind of thing. I think I was able to, you know, apply a lot of that. So it's just, uh, yeah, just like, not having, not having any ego kind of thing and just being willing to learn and willing to fail and have things go completely sideways, but just like, yeah, just to always try to be learning, ask questions, figure stuff out and yeah, not like be embarrassed about like, Oh, I have no idea what's going on. Just be like, yeah, I'm new. I don't know what to do. I don't know what you're talking about. Please explain to me. I'd love to learn. So yeah, yeah I think and that's like anything in life, right? Whenever we end up doing post-ski career, like I think we'll be able to, you know, bring, a, I mean, I sure hope so because we've <laughs> spent a lot of time in the sport, but yeah, I hope we'll be able to bring a lot of what we learned and yeah, just all those different skills and apply it and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really love that point that, you know, failure is not final. And I feel like in today's society, we're so afraid to fail and we see, you know, the highlights of Instagram and we see all these things and you know, now if we fail often, it's on video, but it's so true. You know, it's, I don't know, fail fast forward or something. I think someone said, and it's, you know, we can't get anywhere without failing and without falling. And we've both had, like, I can speak for myself, far more failure than success, what people would say. But also that means I've had so many lessons that, you know, go towards my skiing career or towards my life. It's kind of cool to see that, but you know, it's, it's hard to, not be afraid to fail. I think too, sometimes, especially when, I mean, you're coming back from injury right now and the stakes are pretty high. Sometimes if there's, if a failure happens, you know, you broke your hip and you, you know, your knee exploded Yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> it's like hard to fail, but what lessons have you learned through the injuries and through those failures and kind of, 
at what point do those, maybe not even an injury, but at what point do those, you know, times when you've had to have courage, when you're just kind of down and out become unexpected gifts, you know, become something that, you know, you look back on, you're like, that was really hard, but I don't regret it because of who I became through it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think this being like my first big injury, like I've been out of racing for like a year and a half now, and that was really tough. And uh, I've had little injuries before and actually my hip was actually, it was like so easy. It was like six or eight weeks and I was kind of back to normal, you know, you bones are easy. Breaking your hip was easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Relative to the knee for sure. But I mean, it's, it's kind of been this, yeah, <laughs> it's been this reoccurring thing every time, you know, what I love most is taken away. It kind of like stokes that fire. Right. So that's obviously a huge blessing because, you know, even being you know, I think back to like even two, three years ago, coming to Sass Bay and just doing the month in Sass Bay training on, you know, quite the similar course every year. And it's like, you know, same lineups with the, you know, pushing with the kids, just getting bullied by these 10 year olds in the lineup for the T-bar. And it kind of gets mundane a little bit. Right. So having, you know, missed Sass Bay last year, now I'm coming back here and just like, just so much more appreciative of every single day, oh, yeah. you know? And I think just, you know, this past year, just, you know, with the world pandemic going on and everything, it's kind of put everything prior to that into perspective and how lucky we are. And, you know, we'll complain about whatever being cold or having to carry three pairs of skis up the glacier, you know, all these things that are kind of annoying that we have to do at training. And now I'm just so grateful to be back with the team and back, you know, doing the what I love most. And, you know, so stuff like that, I'm just like, this is this is so like mini school and like not a problem at all. Right. It's every day. I'm just like even hard days training. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. And, and yeah, just trying to like appreciate every day and take it as an opportunity and not have, you know, cause you always have like those off days at training where things don't work out kind of thing. But now I'm like, not going to have those days, even if it's a hard day, I'm going to get something out of it kind of thing. Whereas, yeah, you know, sometimes before, like I would have days where it was just like, Oh, it's not going to happen for me today. And you kind of just, surrender to oh yeah that's an off day whatever now I'm like no it's an off day but you know I could have an off day at the Olympic Games and there's no option there you've got to go and you've got to figure it out kind of thing so I think that's been a that's been a big thing I mean I've always tried to apply that before but now I'm like pretty committed because like you said like it's a big year right Olympic year coming up and lots of things have to go quite well and 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 fast kind of thing just with you know, how, how fast everything goes during the season, you know, once it starts, like you got to be on and you've got a few opportunities and you have to make the most of them kind of thing. So yeah, just trying to take every, every day as well as I can. And, and yeah, being, being away for a year and a half from competing, it was like, yeah, you miss that. You miss that, those nerves being in the start gate and stuff. And yeah, training, you can, you know, try to replicate it a little bit. Sometimes we get nervous in training you know, for, yeah, first time, like, you know, putting timing up or, you know, or running heats or whatever, there's a bit of nerves, but you can never replicate it. It's never the same. Yeah. Mostly I'm just really excited to get back at it. And, and yeah, I don't know if this is just like, you know, getting older or something, but just really trying to enjoy it. And that was the biggest thing for me, like switching from Alpine to ski cross. It was like, and I think Kelsey was like a big, a big part of this too. It was just like, you know, you can work really hard, but you can also be like a total goof. And Kelsey's just I like, you know, such a, yeah, yeah. You can kind of have both. Whereas before I was always like, you know, we always tried to have fun, but we're like, how much fun can we have? 
because we do like we have to be serious we have to like and you're kind of judged you know, if you're not serious it's like are they serious about this or are they working hard enough exactly yeah and I think my teammate and good friend Brady is also one of your good friends you know he he has a good saying he says happy kids ski fast <laughs> you know that that's so true yeah and but it's hard right because you want to work super hard you want to be serious but yeah, you've got to like let go and have fun at the same time. So, but yeah, you can't just totally be like, you know, just cruising and just, oh yeah, I'm just having fun. And you know, you still got to put the work in. So it's like definitely a happy balance, right. To try to like find where that is and, and you can't fake it either. If you're unhappy, but you're like, oh no, I'm going to be happy. So I'm going <laughs> to ski fast. It's like, you know, that's not going to work. It has to be like, you know, authentic feelings and stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah. All right. C- continuing continuing to try to learn where that line is but yeah yeah and I'm like behind you learning that line and I don't know like I think back and I'm like what if we had learned this when we were younger you know what if we had learned this balance between this unique these unique qualities and this goofiness and then that like hard work and balancing them you know right now I'm like obsessed with the balance of life you know balancing yeah hard work and having fun, balancing, being away and being with family, you know? And so I think it's so interesting too, to find that balance, you know, between being light and enjoying it. And then how do you find that? And then put the hard work in there because yeah, like you said, you know, we can't compete with the best in the world, just joking around every day and not doing anything. But at the same point, we can't compete with the best in the world if we're down in the dumps and just, you know, not smiling and not enjoying it. Cause I think we're both still here because we love skiing. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, it is such like a, a hard mindset to kind of find and stuff. And yeah, I I think I just kind of, when I switched to ski cross, you know, I was kind of just over how hard it all was or Alpine rather how hard it all was. And yeah. And also when I was in Alpine, I always felt like I was in the wrong sport, you know, and, and it was really once like I saw uh, ski cross at the 2010 Olympics and I was like, that I was like, that's where I'm meant to be. Like, there's no question in my mind, but at the same time, it's like, I've just spent my whole life, you know, pursuing Alpine skiing and ski cross was this thing. Like I had no idea about, but just watching it, I was like that. I'm pretty sure like I'm in the wrong sport right now. So I think for me, like I had to make that switch. It had to happen because I, I would have never, I don't think I would have ever reached my potential in Alpine just because I was like, I felt like I was not where I was meant to be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all like, I don't regret anything about, you know, all our years on the team and like, just like kind of the journey that like, you know, that we were on and like now, cause I mean, that's who, that's what's made us who we are today, you know? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't change a thing. I don't, I mean, and I think like, you know, just like, I mean, my view of you, like, I don't think like you would want to change anything either. Like, I think we're both pretty happy where we are right now and we still have you know, big dreams and big goals that we want to achieve and stuff, but I don't think we would. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the butterfly effect, like who knows where we would be if things had been different. And I think, uh, yeah, just like thinking back on all our years together, like on the Alpine team, like it was, it was so fun and it was, it was a struggle and it was really hard. And it's like, it's definitely like shaped who we are today kind of thing. And, and we did have like, you know, so many like goofy, like hilarious times, like, yeah, that was awesome. So stoked for, all the stuff that we went through and, and the struggle too, you know, I just, yeah. I remember our first year racing Europa cup and stuff. And oh my goodness. I think I had like, I don't know, like 20 DNFs in a row or something. And yeah, it's the only time I saw tears in your eyes. I, I don't even think you <laughs> cried. I think there were tears in your eyes. 
And I think yeah. I went around <laughs> the wrong gate twice in a row <laughs> into the other course. Goodness. Yeah. These things happen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was crazy. But like thinking back on it now, we're like, that was hilarious. It was so hard and it felt like impossible in the moment. But yeah, I mean, in 2012, you won a world cup, you know? So yeah, we, we must've been doing something right. Yeah. And I think it was such a team thing too, you know? Yeah. It was like, uh, I don't know. We all, I just remember like getting in trouble sometimes if we weren't performing well enough and we would have these, you know, dinners and stuff. And that's why I think sport is so important in our lives. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, okay, you know, how do I feel about pushing through? Cause some years weren't easy. Like I said, like, I didn't feel like I belonged for a long time before the national team, but sport has given us so much because sometimes you just have to learn so quickly. You know, some of the lessons were really funny. Like when we were going through the Munich airport and we didn't understand that Munchen was Munich or, <laughs> oh my you know, God. and some of those stories are so that. funny, but some stories too were heartbreaking at the time. But I think that, you know, if you hadn't gone through the year in 2015, which was a really tough year all around. Mm-hmm. And I've read that you kind of, or heard that you kind of thought that, you know, finally, when you tore your calf, it was kind of a sign, you know, that you were going to try mm-hmm. ski cross. I was sad to lose my friend and teammate and like that person that had such an influence on my life. But then it was so cool seeing you do something new. But I think so many people would have just left the sport, been bitter, you know, gone on to do something else. But instead, you kind of put on your boots, I guess, pulled up yeah. your boots <laughs> and you started a new sport because you were like, this is a sign for me to transition into something that I also know I can be great at. And to be brave enough to leave something you've known your entire life. Like, I think that that's such a cool thing coming from, I don't know, a lot of people would have been like, I wish I hadn't gone through that year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was definitely a, a super challenging year. And I think it was a couple of signs, right? Like, I, yeah, I like dislocated my elbow, like right before we were leaving for fall camp and tried to ski, couldn't do it. And then finally was like making it back after just like struggling through some races in December. And then yeah, kicked out of the start in January and tore my calf. And that was it for the season kind of thing. And I had already like, you know, been talking to my parents about switching to ski cross. Actually, the night of the Sochi Olympics, the slalom, I told my mom, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to switch to ski I cross. And she was like, that. yeah, you no, 15th well, at the Olympics. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, exactly. It's time for something yeah. new. Yeah. It was kind of like my parents that, you know, they reasoned with me and they're like, you know, you have worked for this your whole life you're just starting to get it yeah you just came 15th and slalom at the olympics and had you know some really good results that year leading into the games and stuff yeah, really and they were like do you really want to do you really want to throw all this away and i was like like i love slalom and to this day like i i definitely miss it and it's kind of like what you were saying with you know water skiing you're like it's hard to go back and do it at like a lower not a lower level but just not you don't have the same skill i'm sure you could get it back if you you know took some time and worked at it but yeah it's kind of it feels the same in slalom right now it's fun to do a day here and there kind of thing but it's like uh i'm not as good as i used to be and that's i still like miss that right i miss being like really fast and slalom but i'm like also very very happy and very content and that i did make that switch kind of thing but yeah and i miss all you girls too like it's cool that we get to see each other sometimes on the road still like so cool that we still have that friendship right yeah like friends for life after going through so much together exactly yeah so i mean i think going through those super hard struggle years kind of thing that's like really what brought us so close together and yeah that's the thing you know i think in sport you have to be willing to sacrifice everything 
to, you know, maybe not achieve all your goals that you've set out to achieve, but you know, at the end, you got to be okay with like leaving just with the memories and the journey and the friends you made. And like right now I can say I'm already very content with that. And there's definitely a lot of things that I still want to accomplish and stuff, but just knowing that no matter what happens in the future in my ski career, that I'll always have those friendships that I made and and that's for life kind of thing. Like our ski careers at some point on a World Cup professional level will come to an end. But yeah, just the bonds we've made over the years and the memories, like that's forever. So that's like pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I love that too. That's what I think sometimes too, you know, and like leaving a bit of a legacy too for people to follow. And there's so many people that are going to follow in your footsteps. And I think that's so cool. That's something I want to ask you too, because I'm proud of you because of all the things I've stated before. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think why I'm like most proud of you or when I talk to our mutual friends and stuff, we we don't, you know, say, oh yeah, Brit silver medalist or, you know, Brit rad biker. We, I mean, we say those things, but we more say what a kind human you are. And in a world that's so selfish, you know, it's hard to make it in a sporting community, individual sport without being selfish. And, and you've done it. Like you're the least selfish person I think I know, which is really cool. And I think that that's, you know, at the, again, I heard something you said that at the Olympics, you said it was less pressure because two of you were in the finals and you knew one of you would podium. And so it took the pressure off because you had won already, even if it wasn't you podiuming, but your friend Kelsey, but that is like why I'm the most proud of you. And I think that that's, what's so cool. You can walk away from this board and have, you have all of these results and things, but you also have this amazing integrity and these relationships you've built because of who you are. But anyways, that's why I'm proud of you, but what are you most proud of? You know, I think we've talked about this many times. It's just like, you know, first and foremost, it's be a good human and then be a good athlete. Try to do both at the same time, if you can kind of thing. But I've always really cared about people and especially my friends and the people that I'm close to. And for a lack of better term, like I want everyone to be like comfortable kind of thing. Cause I know how horrible it is to feel uncomfortable and out of place and yeah, not comfortable in your own skin, if you will. It's almost like yeah, we were talking about fear earlier. It's like a fear for me to have people around me who are uncomfortable or, you know, not happy really. Cause I think I've kind of struggled with that my whole life. And yeah, I just like don't want any of my friends or my family to ever or just acquaintances to like feel that way kind of thing. So, and, you know, saying like, it's a, yeah, non-selfish way. I guess it is like, you could say it is kind of selfish because I want people to feel good because that'll make me feel good kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can, you're one yeah, of a have, kind. <laughs> well, I think we can uh, all learn from you. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you're saying I'm one of the most unselfish people, you know, I think probably next to you, Aaron, you're like a saint on, on all levels kind of thing. And I think that's why we like, we got along so well too, was just because we were both trying our best, trying, you know, more than our best just to be good people. And I think sometimes that, that was tough because, you know, Alpine skiing and, and any sport really, I think you have to like be a certain level of selfish, or at least that's what we're kind of taught and stuff. But I think for both you and I, we, that's just not who we are kind of thing. And maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, we would have been, or could be better athletes if we were a bit more selfish and put ourselves first, but I don't think we mentally could be okay with that. And that alone would take away from performance. And yeah, if you're not happy with who you are and who you're presenting to other people, and if you're not doing your best to, you know, just be like a good human, then I don't think you can be a good athlete. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, some 
you, you know, you see athletes who put themselves first and you know, they're super successful and all that. And there's also, I think there's a lot of athletes who, you know, I mean, I think everyone puts themselves first, but you know, you do everything you can just to be a good human and be good to other people kind of thing. And yeah, like we said, it's all a balance, right? Like you gotta, you gotta do what you need kind of thing to be successful. But yeah, I think for both, uh, I definitely for, for me, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we, we kind of speak the same language in the sense that we don't, we can't mentally go to bed being okay, knowing that we, you know, were maybe selfish and took away something from someone else to better ourselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I love that you like put it into words too, because sometimes we just think we have to be a certain way to be in this world. And sometimes I don't feel like I fit this like box that we're put into. And sometimes, you know, it hurts, but that's cool. Like we don't have to fit the box. And I don't think you and Kelsey fit the box. You know, you were like quirky and you worked hard, but you were always yourselves. And I think that that's like brave in this world. Exactly. Yeah. I think definitely in, in professional sport and alpine skiing and, and, and in ski cross a bit too, it's all like, you know, everyone's trying to one-up each other and do the best in, in all these different things. And I think we've always tried to do that too. We've tried to do everything we can to the best of our ability, but at the same time, not put anyone else down in doing so. And I think we were always very focused on bettering ourselves as corny as it sounds, but to be the best version of ourselves instead of trying to beat the person next to us kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, I think that's where a lot of, you know, the success we've had has come from kind of thing just focusing on ourselves and what we can do to better ourselves without having to, you know, put anyone else down or yeah, just focusing on what we can control and, you know, not to uh, just one up people really. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like what a special way in this world too, that even Instagram is kind of like, feels like it's one upping sometimes. Okay. In one sentence, what is bravery to you? I think bravery comes back to a lot. Like what we were talking about fear, just like, being willing to fail really just to put yourself out there to be okay with things not working out just knowing that you've done 100% of what you could to achieve whatever goal you're trying to achieve and being okay with it if it doesn't work out be able to learn from that wow that was not one sentence that should be my (laughs) mantra I should like look at it in the start before I go I love that and I'm so honored to be your friend and your teammate and Brittles and Ernals try podcasting yeah (laughs) but I'll leave you and I'm just unless you have a question for me but I'm just really lucky to have you in my life and that goes both ways Erin I think uh yeah I think I would have been a very different person had I not been your teammate I'm your biggest fan Aaron and I'm yeah super excited for this upcoming Olympic year and yeah let's uh, do it eh? let's do it I mean yeah yeah, we've been working for it our whole life and put all the work in and yeah now it's just time to go out there and ski yeah thank you for joining and thank you everyone for listening and this is Ernals and Brittles signing off (laughs) peace good talk to Aaron bye Thank you for listening to Unspoken Bravery. My goal with this podcast is to connect with you through real life experiences. So I would love to hear from you. A hello, feedback, future ideas, you name it. You can reach me on my Instagram account at Aaron Milzinski or head to my website, aaronmilzinski.com. If you like the podcast, please share, review and subscribe. I hope to see you back here to uncover your own hidden superhero. 